0: Hey, what's up? This is Mallory Smart. Welcome back to another episode of Textual Healing. I am so excited for today's show. My guest is Amy Long, the badass writer and CEO of all Taylor Swift knowledge, who you might know for her book, Codependence, or as I know as the madwoman behind the superb Instagram account, Taylor Swift as Books, or TSAB, as we refer to it constantly in the show. Amy, I am so excited for you to be on the show. Welcome. How about you tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: I'm, I'm Amy Long. Um, I'm the author of an essay collection um, called Codependence that basically juxtaposes my drug use with a boyfriend when I was like 18, 19 um, against my current drug use for pain control. Um, that was, like, my elevator pitch when I was, like, half acidly querying. I, I just kind of knew that I wasn't going to get a big press to sign on to this thing because it's not hopeful. It doesn't have a redemption arc. Like, the arc is kind of, and that's just how I'm going to have to live forever.
0: <laughs> I will say, I think the best stories, like, that's the way I write. Yeah. There's almost never redemption. I Like, I'm hate. just, like, leave them fucked up. I hate redemption. I mean it's just like be realistic.
1: Right. Once. I mean like especially with something like like a chronic pain problem or like a or like when people have endometriosis or like any issue that's just going to affect you your whole life like it'll never really end, you know. You're mm-hmm. giving it an artificial ending so that like a like a little bow that you made because something's going to happen later and it's going to, you know, like it's, it's not, that's not like that sort of like, I'm mostly thinking of memoir here, but like yeah. that, like I was bad or things were bad. Um, they got better. I got better and I'm so grateful for that experience because this is what I learned. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really, I mean, that's just not how anyone processes anything. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not like, and it's just sort of like a, it, there's just something, it's not just fake. It's also like, it's boring. It feels false. Yes, it feels false. And I think that it makes people think, like it makes readers think, because a lot of people who read memoir are people with problems. And often the problem the memoir is talking about. And I think that it gives you the idea that, like, you can, like, put this, you you can, like, get through this and put it away. And that's just not how, like, trauma or anything like it works, you know? I'm sure you Mm -hmm. still have, like, Catholic guilt.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes Mm. it does hit. (laughs) I mean it did hit like, you know, at some point. I won't talk about how it hit this summer, but it definitely did, whereas like motherfucker, You're not gonna tell inappropriate
1: stories to the public? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) That's actually been my
0: favorite goal in this podcast is that I do tell inappropriate shit and then I just edit it out. (laughs) It's like nah, no one needs to know.
1: No one needs to know about me. My guests can look crazy. I mean you can make me look as crazy as you want. I, I really don't. That's probably, like, a selling point. Oh, she's crazy. Because, you know, we don't have (laughs) that anymore. Now, I feel like to be, like, a woman author, the idea is I have all of my shit together, you know? Like, even if, like, we all kind of know, like, you're a little messy. Like, it feels like almost like a dating app where women have all their shit together and men are all fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. like men can say like I'm a bad person I'm I'm fucked up I make bad decisions or whatever and women s- still kind of have to have this like almost like a, a lean in kind of like businessy like I you know like I used to be crazy but now I'm a writer and I'm very serious and I never you know I, I think a lot about my decisions and my intentions and I I use crystals and I meditate and I exercise <laughs> and I, like, it's just like, I, I mean, I don't want anyone to hate me for saying this, but I, I kind of am sick of this like, like New Age streak that everyone kind of has, mm-hmm. like this sort of like New Age feminism kind of thing. Like, where's your sun sign or you know whatever. Like, uh, oh, well, let me do your tarot cards. Thank God.
0: You're not a Swifty who, like, is like, <laughs> what's Taylor's sign?
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, I know when she was born, but I don't know. Or she's a. Oh, shit. Wh- do you know? Well, she was born December 13th. What does that make her? I think a cancer? Oh. No, that's not. Uh, we can look this up. Um, December 13th. Zodiac. She's a Sagittarius. Hmm.
0: See, as a 32-year-old who's just like, I don't know, am I just a boring feminist or whatever? I don't know this shit. My I, nieces have me, like, linked onto some app that's called CoStar. So I get my horoscope each day and we connect them and whatever. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm their best friend for some reason.
1: Oh.
0: And they're fine. the ones, one of them actually gave me, like, a list of, like, you're going to Interview a Taylor Swift kind of person. Here, shit you should talk about.
1: Oh, I was
0: like, eh. that's so
1: nice of them. Yeah, they're
0: weird. I mean, the one's <laughs> twenty-two, the other one is seventeen. Oh so wow,
1: big family. Oh yeah, so because if you have four siblings, then one of them could quite easily be fifty.
0: We're not gonna say that <laughs> about my older sister because I-, I could tell it's still hurting her pride. <laughs> Like, in her mind, we have to be like, you look 30. Mm-hmm. You look good. Hey, like, damn, the new girl. 30. Exactly. Oh, my God. I actually did, like, I met somebody in the lit world. and When I, like, saw them, I was like, so you kind of look like you're 30. And he was like, I'm 52. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fuck. I just don't, <laughs> don't even know anymore. Like, I wasn't even complimenting or anything. That was just my wild guess. Yeah,
1: like, hey, you look 30. What happened in 1993?
0: Sadly, he's actually one of those weird people who, like, really knows what's going on. And he's also weirdly, uh, not a Swifty, but he respects Taylor. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so he he knows what's going on in our
1: generation. I feel like it's sort of hard not to... Well, this is what's weird to me about kids now. I feel like they don't know what was going on in previous generations, the way that, like, I had a general idea about, like, the early 80s or the 70s. I knew what music was popular. I knew at least some of the celebrities. Like, I knew some of the movies. Like, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't think that they have... Like, just from teaching, I feel like it's rare that you get a kid who has any idea about, like, anything that happened before they were alive, like... One of my students once really loved um, Elton John because her her family was really religious and wouldn't let her listen to secular music. And mm-hmm. for some reason, she brought she bought Elton John's Greatest Hits the first time she was able to like buy a CD on her own. And so, like that was her. I make them write a personal narrative about um, like filtered through some pop culture object, and so that was her. You know, personal narrative thing um, but like you know you get that kid who has like a, like a few things like they understand things happened in the past and it's reasonable for them to know about that like to have a context for like you know like how people are like oh that's so 90s and you're like well actually it's 70s and the 70s came back in the 90s so you think it's from the 90s <laughs>
0: I like how, like, it just kind of, like, almost regurgitates, like, that mm-hmm. with the each decade, definitely.
1: But <laughs> well, did I, you feel I like,
0: remember did, in the 90s, mm-hmm. I don't know, there was, like, we didn't call them bell-bottoms, but do you remember, like, flare Yeah, oh, yeah, jeans? no question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we were copying like, that shit.
1: dresses And the and the shoes. I mean, I remember it, and I knew that it was the 70s. Like, it's... And I feel like, Generation Z just doesn't have that, like, the idea that they need to have, like, a wider historical context, even just for pop culture. And so it makes everything seem like, it's kind of like when people say, Beatles aren't that good. Okay, well, look at what what was going on before the Beatles. And then look what happened in this, like, very, very short time during which the Beatles were, like, the biggest band in the world like the I mean, biggest fan in the world come on uh, I dare you to ask like a Gen Z kid what the British
0: invasion actually was oh
1: my god that's just like Im- that, to me that's like almost like sacrilegious <laughs> to like, not the, the, know they that.
0: might like say they like no <laughs> but like they'll just be googling it behind it like they'll be back. like,
1: oasis and blur <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God! No, I don't. I don't think they would even know. No, I I don't think they do.
1: I remember when the guy from the Arctic Monkeys said that Taylor didn't write her own songs, relatively recently.
0: Mm. And yeah, I remember that actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and then he cites Billie Eilish, who, because the interviewer goes, "No, she writes her own songs." I mean, she co-writes sometimes, and he goes, "Oh, I know what co-writing is," which you know is sort of like that. I assume he meant you are in the room and you go, I wanted to write a song about this, and people write the song for you. Um, And then he goes, but, you know, Billie Eilish is... And it's like Billie Eilish writes every song with her brother. And that's not a knock against her. I mean, but, like, you're saying that co-writing is bullshit, but Billie Eilish... But I don't think that... I, I don't think that... Unless they knew who Arctic Monkeys were, I don't think they had any idea that he was also Woohoo guy. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, that's the only song they would know, I think. Um, or, like, if, the, that know. was a thing. I don't think they'd know. No, I don't. I mean, I guess we can see if anyone listens to this podcast and goes, What the fuck is the Woohoo song? <laughs>
0: i will do a survey after this i love doing that actually it's my favorite thing on twitter where i'm just like let's see what do you guys know (laughs) (laughs) what did we learn from this podcast gang
1: that's funny it's like it's like you get to teach at the same time that you podcast i mean i think that's like the entire point
0: of this podcast i mean you know you could be like talking about your book all the fuck you want but i mean we're here to get to know you
1: right that's like that's actually what i always because we i i'm always trying to get people to play taylor trivia um but no one wants to because they don't know that much about her um and i'm like that's not the point the point is that there is no other way for readers to get to know like are you competitive are you funny like the point is for people to like you and look into your book it's mm-hmm. why like you don't just have a, an account where all you post is my book my book my book my book my book because why do I care about your book if I don't know anything about you mm-hmm. and I had no idea that I was like apparently good at this kind of like branding like I um Mike Klein and I like um have we like send each other Instagram messages a lot and like make fun of each other. He's like, "You're so corporate," <laughs> and I'm like, "I know." I was gonna be like, "That's such like
0: capitalist bullshit for being good at that." Oh, oh and
1: I'm like, "I know." I, I I was so surprised, but I like but I hey, come up with like. Meanwhile, if
0: you go on my Malden House account and you'll just be like, "God damn it, Mallory, you're lying."
1: <laughs> what, why would Fuck I? Fuck you, you, you and all lying? your
0: identities.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to get, I mean, you know, I, the way that, like, you can, like, pare down your identity, like, to so many boxes that it's, like, you know, there's almost, like, no Venn diagram with, mm-hmm. you know, is, uh, it, it still sort of surprises me that, I mean, I, I'm, in some ways, I'm proud of them that, kids in this generation can, like, insist on their gender identity or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Because I just felt like none of that, like, what do you mean? Like, that's not an option. You know, like, I'm, I'm a girl, and girls date boys, and that's, and if you, and then there are some boys who are weird, and we've always known since Elementary school, that they were something called gay, and I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, because I'm say, like 11 like, or whatever. When I was
0: 12, <laughs> someone like actually accused me of being a lesbian. I was just like, I'm not quite sure what that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know that I knew that women could be gay until, I mean, because we always I know, talked it's like, about. You this know, sounds fun. I don't know. Like when men, were, I mean, when boys were effeminate, they were gay. But no mm. one really ever, I mean, you know, there was every now and then there was that tomboy that everyone called maybe they called a dyke or something but like i wouldn't have known what that was (laughs) did you know when you were a kid like once i got to like high
0: school and like after like like 12 years old and i was just like what the fuck why is everybody making fun of me for this bullshit I eventually learned, and I was like, those assholes, what the hell?
1: But did you feel like, like, when, when like, the other girls started, like, getting into boys and stuff, were you like, why is this interesting? I gotta
0: say, like, although I don't think I've ever been single since I was 14 years wow. old, I'm not a slut gang. No, I don't I don't do not shit. But then again, let's not slut shame either. Oh, no, never. Whatever you want. No, of course not. But... I don't think I ever, like, really got into anything until
1: I was, like, 18 years old. I mean, I didn't date until I was, and I was, I remember just being terrified of sex. Like, Mm -hmm. just, like, that it was just, I just thought it was just, the. I don't even remember how I learned what it was. Like, what the actual act was. I have no idea. Like, my mom tells me, I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> like my mom tells me that she said, if you ever have any questions about anything, you're always welcome to ask me because her mom just gave her a book about like her body and like what sex was. And, you know, um, I think it was the kind of book that you would give like a, a a married, a newly married woman to like, you know, because no one had sex, you know, until they were married, obviously, um, you know. I should just ask for that. I'm engaged now.
0: I should be like, that's what I would like on my registry, please.
1: I bet we could try to find you one. (laughs) Um, I mean, it would be, oh, man, that would be so fun to, like, find a bunch of them and make, like, an erasure or something.
0: I just want to ask for, like, the most wildest shit, like, stuff that makes no sense.
1: I'm trying to think. There was something, like, some kind of list or, like, you know... A pamphlet or something that someone found, like an academic found, and put up online, and it was like so unbelievable. It seemed like it had to be a meme, but it was real. But I have no oh, no I recollection hate that
0: about of, the internet these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that everything that things are so, that it's so hard to tell if something is real or
0: it is because you're like oh my god this is so hilarious somebody believes that the earth is flat (laughs) and it's like holy shit they really do
1: whole community of people who are like no i just feel like the earth is flat i mean look i'm standing on it i i've never fallen off
0: (laughs) i know like you know coronavirus we're all just kind of staying six feet away from each other and no one fell off the edge
1: Like, well, those are help? also the people who think that you know the uh, microchips are in the vaccine, or the vaccine what does. What heck, the, wizards are they? Wow. I mean, well, I mean, you, you don't remember people just going kind of oh, no. crazy about like you know Bill Gates and the. Um, I was watching John Oliver last night, and he was talking about the Twitter thing where you could pay eight. I'm, I guess I assume they've disabled this feature, that you, where you could pay eight dollars to get verified. And John Oliver said something like, I mean, we're like two seconds away from Pfizer tweeting that chip. Yep, it's in you.
0: (laughs) There are so many parody accounts that did it that Elon Mm -hmm. Musk actually, he caught it. He was just like, no more, we're done.
1: I mean, you know, I guess there is something to be said for being able to move quickly like that. You know, like there's a, I mean, it was a stupid idea. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, it's like, the entire reason for having it is to verify that people are who they say they are, and now you can just pay for it. And I can kind That's of so understand. Weird. Wait, go on, yeah.
0: I was say I don't know if, if like it, it, it could be a mixture of both. I always wonder with verified, is was it like for us to trust that this is an authentic person? Because I feel like eventually it turned into like something for clout to be like, right. yeah, motherfuckers, I got the blue check mark.
1: Yeah, like because I, I. I see people with blue check marks and, and it's you immediately like,
0: think they're better than you.
1: Well, you or think like, I well, do. they must be like, I, I think like, especially when they're like writers, not journalists, but cause I do understand why journalists would have the blue check mark. It's like, you know, whatever. Um, I, I guess mostly because anyone could message you and say, I'm writing a story about this and you know, the blue check mark would make you feel safer. I don't know.
0: But, I would judge based on whatever they're writing for, but yeah. Yeah, that's off. probably a good, good
1: point, good point. Um, but, uh, wait, what was I just thinking? Elon Musk moving fast. Um, yes, okay. Uh, well, I, I imagine that it started with companies, you know, because Ooh. who really needs people to know that it really is them, companies? And then I think it probably filtered down to normal people, but like I'll see an author with a verified account on Twitter or Instagram. And I kind of think like, why do you need that? Are there a bunch of people like imitating you? Because, you know, if there were granted, there are a lot of Amy Long's. One of us was on the bachelor, um, or maybe the bachelorette, one of those, um, one of us was, uh, one of us writes erotica books, that come Ooh. up under my, one of them is XXX Too Big For Me. It comes up under my Goodreads. I did not write that. <laughs> um, and then the other one uh, writes knitting books. I don't knit. Sorry, guys. Um,
0: <laughs> See, there are only two other Mallory Smarts really? that I've discovered out there. I know. I have such a rare name, and two other bitches you, have it. You
1: wouldn't think, because, I mean, it's Mallory is a pretty common name. Smart is not an uncommon last name, you know?
0: I don't know. It's like Mallory, I'd never heard the name in pop culture until Mm. recently. And uh, I actually noted that it's almost always in horror movies. Really? Why are they doing that to us? I don't know why. That's interesting. But I've never met anyone with the last name Smart, ever. Hmm. Other than like that one chick who was kidnapped
1: in Utah. Oh, Elizabeth Smart.
0: Yeah, which people ask me about occasionally, and I just have to be like, I was a child when that <laughs> happened. I, I didn't even know.
1: We don't live like, in the same place,
0: like... We don't live in the same place. She looks like she came from money. Like, <laughs> that's not me. Like, I, I think really we funny. are definitely not related. <laughs> but... um I don't know where the fuck we were going with I know I probably piss off Twitter. the other Mallory Smarts, uh, though. Because, <laughs> like, my name probably dominates, like, on Google searches and everything. And the, one is the designer. Mm. I don't know what the fuck she designs, but she designs. And another one's an actress. And oh, I'm just like, I
1: bet she is pissed.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's probably hilarious because, like, the dumbest the shit I've done is sometimes, like, showing up. The
1: writer up. has more <laughs>
0: The really weird writer. <laughs>
1: but it does make sense because, like, you... I mean, your name is on everything you write. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. she has to get people... The actress has to get people to cover her. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know... I, I mean, I can see that. Just like... So, I mean... well, I'm pissing some or smarts off. I'm always I always wonder, like... Because I know that everyone gets different Google results. Like, because I get me when I Google... Amy Long, well, usually you have to Google Amy Long codependence or Amy Long writer or Amy Long essays or, you know, something like that. Um, but I know Let's that other people can Google off. me because David used to tell, this is so funny, used to tell first dates that his ex was writing a book about him.
0: I got to tell you, you are not showing up right away.
1: Oh, No. Is it was? Did you just search Amy Long, or did you do like yeah. a? Yeah, I didn't do
0: writer. It's y- a you giveaway. You Can't do yeah, it. You
1: have to do it. Like, there's no way. And then I named my book something that eight thousand self help books are called.
0: I'm not yes. gonna say that like you aren't hot, but like there's this really hot chick with your name <laughs> right now, and she's on IMDb, and I'm just like, it's not you. Oh, no. I wonder if that's the bla- the Bachelor one. Maybe. I'm just like, she looks good. Go for, who is Amy Long? That's a good one. Chief Master Sergeant Amy Long is the Commander Chief for the Air Force Technical Application Center. Oh, wow. Center.
1: Well, we're very You're powerful so there.
0: You're so awesome. You guys got, like, everything. <laughs> Meanwhile, one's just a designer and the other one's an actress, and I'm a writer. <laughs> the Mallory Smart here. but not impressing.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would say you were all creatives in some way. Yep. That is true. And we yeah. probably
0: all get asked that really weird Elizabeth Smart question.
1: I don't know. I feel like that's something that only kids <laughs> would think. Oh, I know someone with the last name Smart. Maybe they're related. I feel like regular... I wouldn't you know. have
0: guessed it. It's like, it's all those baby boomers who asked me about it. And oh. I am just like, why would you think that I'd know what that is? Like, because it happened a long, long time ago. I
1: mean, it's not like baby boomers grew up in a world where if you had the same last name as someone, you were auto-related.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's because
0: smart really isn't, like, a name that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. No one ever believed me. When, really? Like, I told people. Yeah, they're like, no, no, it's your real last name. And wow. I was like, I shit you now. It is smart.
1: I just, I mean, like, I wouldn't think to question it. I get it. Like... It, it seems like something because it's smart and you know obviously you want people to think you're smart um, otherwise wouldn't you be wouldn't so edit funny out the dumb things you though? said <laughs> it would be really funny if you were just like demonstrably dumb like there was just like nothing you could do to hide that like you know every time someone like met you they like knew that you idiot. were just fucking dumb it would be that that would be funny
0: that would be the height of irony yeah. right there <laughs>
1: But it's, I mean, I I guess I just, it would never occur to me to think that that was even a weird last name. You're so much more
0: understanding than the people I grew up with.
1: I have a lot of empathy. I'm a Libra, so I can see things from all sides.
0: No, I'm I'm just going to start calling you Gen Z. You represent them. Don't lie.
1: I'm an elder millennial. I'm older than you. I know, but
0: I, I I'm placing you with the Gen Z folk. Okay, you're there now.
1: It's really funny. I feel like there's been this like trend in books to have like a kind of like not quite supernatural but like kinda of, like, you know, new agey thing, like undercurrent or something with mm-hmm. the and I it makes me in some ways, it makes me feel left out because I'm like, oh, is this what everyone's doing? I don't know anything about this. But, I mean, it, it's not like I, like, wish that I were, you know, real informed on this. But it, it just sort of makes me feel like, are we, like, adopting, like, a new religion? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I don't know about this, guys. Like, it just... It's kind of like how, for a while, every book was, like, sort of a murder mystery. No matter what. We went
0: through a weird, like, I don't know, like, murder mystery slash horror boom. Yeah. Like, in the last couple of years.
1: It was kind of like when all those girl books were coming out. Like, The Girl on the Train and the... uh, Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl. Yeah. Like it was like, no matter
0: girl what... Girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just like... Guessing whatever comes to mind. No, I mean
1: that was like that, you know. And now there's, I think, that Netflix show that's like the woman in the window in the blah blah blah, blah, blah with the, like all the cliches in it.
0: Oh, the there is one I actually re- really like though. The woman like who's in the window and watching <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor. That's a good I, miniseries.
1: I haven't, I haven't watched. Is, is it? I think it's, uh, Kirsten Bell. Kristen Bell. Whatever. <gasps>
0: Thank you. I, I knew her first name. I just didn't tell the last name.
1: <laughs> she gave
0: a good performance. I was shocked that I enjoyed that. I was just like, this looks so stupid. And then I was just like, oh, this actually
1: maybe hit, I'll hit watch right. It. Oh, that you reminds me. You might think me. it's stupid.
0: I don't know. I have bad taste occasionally.
1: Tonight, um, Fox. Do you know Fox Henry Frazier? Mm-mm. I really love her. She's um, her she has a book called The Raven King and then another one, uh, Weeping in the Tropical Moonlit Night because nobody's told her. Um, it's like a chapbook. It's really just one poem. Um, and But she's just like really... We're, we're watching Miss Americana tonight because she hasn't seen it. Um, but um, she's just like a, a really... I don't know. You know how sometimes you just really like people and you don't know why.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, her I don't t- know why anyone likes me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> her Taylor is really her, her first Taylor is really funny because it, um, for her thirtieth birthday, Taylor had this really creepy cake that had picture. It was like her cat, all three of her cats, their faces made out of icing, mm-hmm. and they were, it was just like, I mean, it was creepy. Like, she posted and she was like, look at this scary cake. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is this cake? And, uh, so, um, Fox's book cover for the Raven King looks, it might just be Raven King, but it's poetry. Um, it looks It so much. It's like a woman's head kind of, like, um, obscured with, um, like, flowers and, you know, stuff like that, and so, like, I gave her a pretty Taylor with Taylor wearing a flower crown when she and Diana Agron, whom Taylor could have dated, we don't know, um, oh, do you not know about Gaylor?
0: Oh, no, I've heard oh, about okay. that. okay. But you've probably heard Believe about... Me, I got a crash course last night. Oh, yeah? <laughs> from the Swiftie Niece. Yeah, oh, definitely. man,
1: yeah. Um, it's interesting because she has had, like, a lot of friendships that end abruptly, like a breakup. But really, mm-hmm. really just a few. Diana Agron, Carly. Um, mm-hmm. And... You know, but that's... And I can understand if she decided... Should just not tell anybody, no, actually, we're dating. I mean, why would she, you know? Like, so that they could say, oh, women, she'll write songs about you too, you know? <laughs> like, it would just have been like, oh, Taylor Swift's not just a slut. She's a greedy slut. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not going to lie. It would definitely ruin the eras, though, well, like, for her tour.
1: It would make, I mean, it it would make a lot of fans question her um, authenticity, and I that's unfair. Do. Really, yeah. But mm-hmm. like that,
0: that's why, like you know, I was accused of be- God. I can't of being one of it, those not media. like the other girls. I was accused of being a swifty mm-hmm. the
1: other day, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which I just like. I I don't know where like what line you have to cross to be a swifty, mm-hmm. but like. I like a lot of her music, and Mm -hmm. I think she's really cool, but I'm just like, sometimes, I mean, it just feels like a marketing ploy a lot of times. Like, I feel like Miss Americana. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I guess, can you explain the hype? Like, what is it about Taylor that, like, drives people?
1: I think that it's that she made it okay to be a girl. Like, because when she wanted to make country music, everyone told her, no, only men and soccer moms listen to country music. There's no place for a 17-year-old in country music. And she proved everyone wrong. And so then, like, the more and more, you know, she did, like, her, she's, she's a perpetual girl in our, like, cultural, you know, collective uh, memory or whatever. That's not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I when she posted her like, I'm actually a Democrat post, um, which was not surprising. Everyone should have known. Um, but, it, so I think it was Mike Huckabee tweeted something like, it won't matter because 13-year-olds can't vote. And it's like, it's 2017. Most say, of her fans like, are about her age, you know? A lot of us grew with her. She's my age. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. exactly your age, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I didn't... I got into her with Red because I was... Uh, I just... I mean, I had always kind of liked her, and I was getting off of opioids, and everything made me sad, and I, I was like, well, I, I see this at, at Best Buy, I like that one song. i will we'll grab it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like obsessed with it, and um, I, you know, that from there. Um, but I, I think like it really, you know, we we've never taken pop music as seriously as we take rock music, because girls make pop music and girls listen to pop music. Like, when girls like something. Or when something is about girlhood or, like, you know, anything. Like, and we hate teenage girls because we we are, like, when I say we, we are a cis-hetero man or cis-hetero man. Mm-hmm. You, you know? So we hate teenage girls because we want to fuck them, but we can't. So we have to hate them. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that because she never, like, ran away from being a girl, like... You know, she could say, like, I'm, you know, I'm not a cheerleader girl. I'm, like, an awkward girl or whatever. But she's still a girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she never, like, hid her feelings or tried to seem cool or, like, you know, anything that women kind of tend to do when they're famous, like, in that way so they get taken seriously. Like, she just didn't do that. And I think that, that in large part because... That, at the time, was so groundbreaking, but we didn't realize it. We just felt seen, you know?
0: I feel like the most groundbreaking thing she's done, and maybe it's just me, is what she's doing right now. Because I don't think most of us are used to, I guess I will call her a pop musician mm-hmm. these days, such a mainstream musician who started off at such a young age, mm-hmm. still going. Right. At and, thirty.
1: I mean, imagine it like imagine how much more she has like to grow and become like I
0: say she's not going anywhere.
1: She's gonna keep evolving. Yeah. I mean and she's so good at evolving and she likes it. Like and she can always lean back on just like pop rock or, like, a folklore kind of sound or something like that, like, that's never going to go away for, for her,
0: you know? Apparently I'm in the minority because I think Folklore is her best album.
1: Oh, I mean, it, it it's one of, it and Evermore, I think of it and Evermore as, like, one body of work
0: Oh, I think mm-hmm. definitely. I don't know why she, like, kind of split them up, because I feel like they're just the same, but, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I see them as, like, there's something different. Part of it is just production, I think. Like, there's mm-hmm. something that feels maybe, like, thicker in Evermore. I think a
0: different kind of mood yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: She says that folklore is, like, escapism, and Evermore is sort of, like, about endings and being okay with endings,
0: I was about to say, it felt like kind of like you know embracing, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean her, her lyricism has like never been better than it is on those records, and it's hard because like I'm a lyrics person. Most of us are lyrics people, if especially My writers, writers, yeah. So like it's hard to, but I mean I can also see her bringing that like sort of like stepped up lyricism. Into Midnight In a way that like It didn't exist as much On 1989 You know mm-hmm. So it's And I'm really interested And no one talks about this In the vocal distortion Because like You know Bonnie there does that And gets taken seriously But when she does it Reviews say That it like Comes out of nowhere And it seems um, What's the word Arbitrary or something You know um, I feel like it's definitely like a
0: newer thing she's been doing. I I can't say if it's inspired by her or if she it's because like she's been working with people like Jack mm-hmm. Antonoff who's like really known for doing that shit.
1: I mean, so, you know, she did it some on Reputation with like delicate.
0: Um, I would say a little bit with uh, I did something bad. I feel a little bit. Yeah,
1: with the the yeah. So she, I mean, she knows that her voice can be you know fucked with. Um, but I think that part of me thinks that it's like in some way like um, sort of, I had two thoughts about this last night and I don't know why Um, I think that part of it is like that you have to listen to the songwriting because it sounds like it's in someone else's voice, you know Mm -hmm. like the beginning of Midnight Rain like you're it's it's actually really the hook getting you and not her voice because it's not her voice, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I also think that it's kind of a way to not, like, split her identity, but sort of, like, I, I, I think a lot about this with, like, Dear Reader, where it goes, like, I shouldn't sing this part. Like, you should find another guiding light, guiding light. But I shine so bright, and that part's like all you know weird. Mm-hmm. With the like, there's vocal. kind of like yeah. a
0: trill sound to it. I don't. And, even know And if then that's there's a, word. a bird
1: sound, which the bird who lives in the incense house um, really loves. <laughs> 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 um, but um, the uh, uh, I. I feel like there's something there about, like, kind of like how she, she says in, there's an Instagram reel about antihero where she says, like, it's funny because she's like, I, I have trouble, like, this idea that my life has become, I mean, don't feel bad for me, like, and then she does this, like, kind of, like, fake crying thing, like, oh, mm-hmm, you know, don't feel bad for me, but, like, I kind of struggle with the idea that I'm not a person. Mm -hmm. And I understand why she feels like that, and it's especially kind of, like, on display these last weeks or whatever with, I mean, imagine going, hey, guys, I'm going to play my songs on a stage, and you break the internet. I was gonna say the Ticketmaster thing is fucking hilarious.
0: <laughs> I, I say kudos to all the like people who played the Hunger Games to get that.
1: I got so lucky. I one of a, a T Sabber was in there, and I wanted to go to Nashville because if I'm I'm gonna pay that much for a show, I want Phoebe Bridgers to be my opener. And Phoebe gets on in Nashville. And so I was like, well, I'll just go to Nashville and get an Airbnb, and like. I'll need, like, a day at least to recover from the show. So, like, you know, I'll just, like, hang out in Nashville. Um, and what
0: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory luck did you have? like?
1: Oh, I was? know. Oh, I'm, I'm convinced that it's my karma for, for helping so many people's books. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, she was in there, and she just goes, hey, you want a ticket? And I was about to say, because ah, I, I, of all people, did not get... A pre-sale code. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I was just going to wait until the general on sale because I I would just get one ticket, and I feel like that's a way to get a better ticket is if you're just one person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm glad that I didn't. (laughs) I was like, yeah, no, that would be fun. We should go. Her, Her teenage daughter thinks that I'm a celebrity. Why is it
0: do you think, like, Taylor relates to books? Other than lyricism.
1: Um, I mean...
0: Like, what is it that made you do, like, Taylor's books?
1: Well, I put her with books because I know that Swifties read, but I'm in their Tumblr spaces and stuff, and they have terrible taste. And they, like, can't get out of YA. Like, no matter what they do, it's like they're always reading, like, some form of YA, even if it's for adults. (laughs) Like... Like, they all like those, like, you know when you look at bookstagram blogs, and they've all got the same, like, five, like, series, and Colleen Hoover books, and I don't even know what Colleen Hoover writes, I just know a lot of Swifties like her. And then Swifties really love um, Taylor Jenkins Reid, because Taylor's got really into The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Ooh, that was a very like juicy book, though. I I really didn't. Li- I just thought I, I I just thought the writing wasn't good.
0: Honestly, it, it was so like I don't know. I what wanted to, say. to know like what happened. Brain candy, of yeah. Writing, but like as I said, I read it in like an hour. Yeah. Too.
1: I mean, it was like, like my seventeen-year-old niece oh, was like, yeah.
0: "Read it, please," and I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, I'll check it out." We kind of have, like a book club yeah. going.
1: I mean, I I read it out of curiosity because I saw so many of the you know, uh, the mostly Kaylers talk about it, and then it moved into like more, because like there, are, like there are like hard Kalers who are like they're still together, they have a secret baby, and you're like <laughs> whoa, but then there are people who are like you know I, they they dated like it's not a thing anymore you know, and that's like, and. I mean it's hard for me to accept people who think that Joe is a beard. Mm-hmm. Because I just think it's I mean she she has never let a boyfriend enter her career the way she has him. Like she even wrote with a pseudonym with Calvin Harris. Like that seems I can't imagine. I just I feel like they're like I can't imagine them getting along. It's just so weird. Um, but say, like she
0: seems to go like to extra lengths to actually like kind of make him not just like part of her life, but like to get like a privacy aspect with him that she didn't do with like past partners. Oh
1: yeah. Oh no question. Like that was like that's like a deliberate thing. Like they both have the same sort of answer. Like <laughs> there's an interview where she tells a reporter. If we were sitting here having a glass of wine, I'd tell you about it, but it goes out into the world. And then, you know, you give a little bit and people want more and they think it's up for discussion and it's not. Mm. And then <laughs> during when he was promoting conversations with friends, um, he said, you know, we were having a beer. <laughs> it was like, guys, don't make the media training quite so like, don't obvious. coordinate. <laughs> It was pretty It's almost funny like enough. if
0: you walk around with the same outfit, like no, don't match. they <laughs> <laughs> are ruining
1: it. Um, I would actually prefer if they match because I like doing, um, I like doing um, Taylor and Joe, or what I call a Jailer Swift one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like doing just Joe because um, I have reason to believe that she has seen it. Mm-hmm. And I like to picture Joe checking it every day to make sure that it's not, like, triggering for any reason. Mm-hmm. And then showing her and her going, oh, my God, I do look like that fucking book. <laughs> 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 and I imagine that she loves the Joes. <laughs> well, because hey, I mean, last one was
0: ours, I think, right? Huh?
1: Wasn't the last like Joe one? Like, oh, the, the, last Joe one was, I, the last Joe one was the last Joe one was was Tree Abraham's. She's the cover That's designer cool. for. Um, uh, Bookhug, Oh, so Bookhug. many. Um, Bookhug like, is how well. do you
0: keep up with it?
1: Um, sometimes it's just like like if it's milkweed, it's Mary Austin Speaker. If it's unnamed tress, it's Jaya nicely. And then there's another Jaya, Jaya Myceli, and I, mm-hmm. she's, she moves around more. Um, often, it's often Grace Hahn or Na Sun, if I can't find it, and it's, I think um, Na Sun is FSG, and that Grace is Random House. It's just, you kind of just get to a point where, like, or, like, Clash is always Matthew Rivera or Joel Amakul, um, Matthew
0: Rivera definitely does a lot of ours too.
1: I really like Matthew. He did our, we really need to do another cover design talk sometime because it's one of the few things that we offer that like no one else does. Um, I was just but, gonna say, my favorite mm-hmm. thing about
0: Matthew Rivera is actually, um, although he almost works exclusively with Clash, mm-hmm. um, Lisa and Chris, they still argue about what his last name sounds like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's really funny because he told me on video. Oh did he? <laughs> I mean, oh, well he told me actually before we did it. He was like it's Revere like Stephen Colbert. And I yeah. was like, "Oh my god, thank you because I've been saying revert this whole oh, time. Wow. Like Revert, you and Lisa. Oh yeah. But yeah. now that now that he's now that he's told me, I can't think of it as anything but Revere, You know. I mean, I he's, think I just he's always soon
0: based on where he's from. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is Australian.
0: Yeah, so I was thinking, like, uh, I think it's definitely Revere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's funny, because, like, when I'm up really late, it's, like, really early for him. Or, like, you know, when, so, like, when we're on at the same time, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are the best times, though, like, when you're like, I want to pitch you an idea for a book cover. And, like, you'll both be in, like, weird, trippy moods.
1: Oh, I really like, because he'll send me covers and be like, man, I really hope they pick this one. Like, I really hope that this is it. And one time we, I didn't, I, did, I had no idea about any of this. I put up, um, it's Keith Lowell Jensen's What I Was Arrested For. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do, I didn't know this, a new edition in, I can't remember when. Um, but it's, I mean, it's like the cover is yellow, and it has his face kind of, like, stamped on it in blue and red and a little bit of, like, green, like, bright green, lime green kind of. And there's a dress that looks exactly like it. Like, it's not faces, but it's, like, little, you know, some kind of pattern, you know. And, I mean, it was, for a long time, it, it held the record for most likes, and it's only been beaten. Because I, I know that if I put it up again, it would immediately surpass its record, and you know, um, be fine. And you
0: whenever know, we give you our next book cover, you're really gonna have a hard time. Is it teal? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna send it to you right okay. now. Okay. It, he actually, it was one of the few book covers that he actually drew it himself like yeah so it's a very wild design i love it he was even shocked he's like i can't believe you guys did this you want it and i was like it fits the book so much okay so coming at you in a second sorry i got like stuck in your stories for a minute there (laughs) all right it should be on your instagram
1: now let's see yep you sent me a photo I actually might be able to do this. I feel like I'm looking at it thinking there's something. I think it might be the lover photo shoot. Ooh.
0: See, that's fascinating to me. Like, that, like you could just, like, I don't know, come up with that, like, snap right out of the blue. That's amazing.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you you do, like, you, you scroll through the pictures enough times, especially because I've saved so many um, that I... You know, you you look at them enough times, and they, um, and you start to re- sort of you know to have like a. It's in you know it just like gets in your head, you know. Mm-hmm. So f- for the most part, like if I can't go, like if I if it doesn't jump right out at me, I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, it it mostly does now. And then we're getting a lot of... Like, the bejeweled video is really helpful because it has a lot of colors in it. Um, I'm excited for the Lavender Haze video because purple, especially that color purple, that, like, lighter color, is hard. Um, but this one is really not so bad. I mean, she has a lot of rainbow outfits. Like, it's not like... I mean... Uh, Orange and green is really hard. Um, yellow and pink and blue can get hard, but if there's enough, if there are enough other colors, sometimes you can kind of like, you know, um, like skip one in a way mm-hmm. and your eye just like passes over it. Um, but um, like... There, there are certain combos like, oh, purple and orange. Like There's like one tour photo, but it kind of looks like I just went, well, that's the only purple and orange photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll, but I'll tell people, tell your cover designer that you hate teal. I call it the teal menace. <laughs> um, and, you know, and you really don't like orange and purple together and blue and yellow are, are not, you're not crazy about it. Blue and yellow together is a little bit hard too, because um, there's like one dress that's perfect if it's light blue and like not a really a particularly bright yellow, and there's one strip one dress that's perfect if it's navy blue and yellow, but that's it. And you can't mm-hmm. just use the same outfits all the time, or people will start to recognize them. And right now, people tend to not remember when I when there's an outfit that I've used for, like. I don't think they notice because, you know, I'm like, oh my god, I'm using this. I've already used it, and everybody else is like, no, it looks great. Like I did the <laughs> mom egg review for the Midnight Monday magazine last week, and it got to 730. Um, Ada Limon still holds the record at 742. Um, as she should. It's a very good tailor. Um. Oh, but we were talking about Joe's. My favorite recent Joe is Memorandum from the Iowa Cloud Appreciation Society, because mm-hmm. his hair looks like kind of like a cloud, and he's making this face like, "Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> don't make me do this."
0: <laughs> I just like scrolling through it right now. I'm just like checking it all out. You uh, have some really great matches.
1: Thank you. Mm. It, every, I I actually spend like an inordinate amount of time like when I'm like smoking or like looking at stuff on my phone or whatever I spend a lot of time just looking at my own Instagram account going man that was a good one I almost
0: <laughs> want to do like a trivia thing or like question and be like which one is the best one on Twitter or something
1: Ooh, that would be fun yeah I'd like to know I really what love think uh,
0: the, the carrying poems yes that, like, that's wow. That's
1: why it has the record. I mean, look at it. Like, the white, like, where her skin is. Like, every... I, I mean, and it was just... And I had it in drafts. It almost looks
0: like it could be the backdrop to her right totally. now.
1: Like, it's... I mean, it's like I had it in drafts for months thinking, I don't know if this is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and one day I was like, no, you know what? I, I think this is pretty good. And it just went crazy. It was like we had, like, 2,000 followers or something. So it was like... It got to, like, 400, and that was, like, unheard of. So I say that Ada has the record forever simply because she did it when we had so many fewer followers. But I put it back up as a flashback when you met me Friday, Taylor, because Mm -hmm. I wanted her to reclaim her record. I dig it. Oh, but, oh, the thing with Matthew was that I keep telling stories and not finishing them. No, that's what makes this awesome. They were going to change the, they were going to change Keith's book cover. And then, and I had no idea. And Matthew had just gotten the email that morning and he was sad. Because he had designed the cover. And he really liked it. And then he opens t and he sees that I've put it up. And, uh... He was like, "Oh my God, that's so crazy!" Because I was just talking to Christoph and Leza about, you know, blah blah blah, changing the cover. And I was like, um, "Well, uh, like three thousand people have seen it. <laughs> now four thousand people have seen it. Um, they, they, kept kept the yeah, they, they kept the cover. Stick with this. They kept the cover. They changed their mind. I like
0: how like, it's almost like you held that hostage." i know
1: i know and i didn't mean to at all (laughs) like i'm happy to have done it for matthew but um i just i mean because matthew's very supportive and like you know sends me stuff early so i can work on it and like he'll be like i think this is your best one um but i you know like he was one of the first people who was like one of the first cover designers who was like this is really cool and Mm -hmm. i you know i appreciate that I mean that's why I people have asked other presses have asked Sarah Band, how do you get all your books on T. S. A. and it's really just that they liked it and they were like, oh this is neat, like you know, and I was like, oh you like being you like when I do it, okay I'll keep doing it you know and I like Sarah Band anyway so I was you know happy to whatever, Um, and I joke with Alvin Fisher that this is an Alvin Fisher Stan account. Mm-hmm. And we just have to do other covers, so you know, to cover up that uh, this is all for him. <laughs> 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 it's been really, so, I mean, it's really interesting to get to know all the cover designers and see what people's styles are like, see what, like, presses ask, do. Like, I've learned so much. Do you much. get to know, like,
0: publishers more or yeah, cover yeah. designers more?
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of a mix of both. Like, whoever does the... Instagramming like Mm -hmm. but like I there's usually like you know a person or two or four or something that I you know (laughs) that's like kind of like my person there but like everyone like you know if I say hey tell everybody this you know like every everybody know you know everybody sees the tailor and you know all that even I mean like Flatiron will like books that aren't even theirs I, keep, I, I always need to do, I feel bad not doing more of them, but I always want TSAB to be a place where you're like more likely to get on there if you're with a micropress than a big five. I just, I, that's just what, I, you know, I, I don't, I, we have enough bookstagram accounts that, as we discussed a minute ago, just use the same books over and over again. like It's like, it's like they have this, the same publicist reaches out to all of them and that's how they make their decisions. And mm-hmm. I just don't want to do that, you know?
0: No, I to- totally feel you there. Yeah. I just keep thinking how awesome it would be, like, if you almost did, like, I don't know. This is, like, just, this is how you know I'm a publisher, mm-hmm. not, like, a visual person. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I don't, you know, like, she's doing the eras tours, mm-hmm. So it'd be cool if, like, you almost did, like, a collage situation.
1: Oh. I wonder a, how I, I could, could do that. Just a
0: lamer idea.
1: Well, I, I had been thinking about, like, it would be cool because I'm working very, 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 very slowly mm-hmm. on my Taylor book that started out as a, a 33 and a third proposal for reputation. Mm-hmm. This was before folklore came out. I'm sure someone will propose folklore in a few years and they'll take it because that's real music or whatever. Um, and they gave their white girl pop slot to a Britney Spears book, and I'm sure they're very happy they did that. Um, this was before the conservatorship was, like, you know, a, a big... I mean, it, it wasn't before people knew about the conservatorship, but it was before she was out of it and, you know, all that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I... Mostly I think I'm just bad at writing proposals, but I was like, I, I could have written this thing in pig Latin and you'd be stupid not to take it. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm too obsessed with this to not write the book so now I call it what we talk about when we talk about Taylor Swift and mostly we talk about how we think about women and girls so it's mm-hmm. like you know um like right now I'm, I'm trying to write an essay about her human-sized birdcage in her Nashville apartment she collects birdcages it's like an antique wow. birdcage and like I just like want to know like I love Does how she's like kind of eccentric. Oh, she is. she's a she is a total weirdo, and she has tricked everyone into thinking that she's like this basic blonde bitch. <laughs> like, she's so weird. <laughs> I feel like she and Joe are both little weirdos, like secret weirdos, and they found each other, and that's why it works so well. Mm-hmm. Because they're just both secret weirdos, like, and it. I think
0: also everyone everyone she works with are all, like, secret weirdos. Some are actually pretty obvious weirdos, but yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, you know, you would think that, like, she and Jack would, like, if you...
0: You almost would imagine a clash, but, like... Right, but no, they love each other,
1: like... um, And it's interesting, because she's still really good friends with Lena Dunham. And, you know, they were, like, all but married. Um...
0: Yeah, I always wonder how that goes. But then it's like, that's why I don't really get too into, like, those celebrity relationships. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, I don't have any idea what's happening, so I don't really care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's like, I don't know, just, is she happy? Great. Like, you know, I've, ha- I've come to have, like, an affection for Joe because I, I like his, I think he makes really good choices um, in his acting. Like, Mm -hmm. you should totally watch um, The Stars at Noon.
0: Okay.
1: Have you read the book? Nope. It's a Dennis Johnson book. It's really good, obviously. Um, And he plays, like, in the book, you never really know who he is. Like, is he, like, a British petroleum, like, executive? Is he CIA? Is he, like, what is, or is he, like, kind of a criminal, like, who, who is this guy? You don't know. And the movie makes it even less clear. And so it seems like a really hard role to play because it's like a cipher, you know? And you're playing against Margaret Qualley, who's like this very, like, kind of charming, like, used to be a journalist and is now pretty much a prostitute. Um, and she's like, you know, I mean, she's just, like, super charming. And also engaged Jack Antonoff... <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny. Um, I think that's. I think she suggested Joe because they were having problems, like um, Robert Pattinson was supposed to do it and somebody else was supposed to do it um, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, like, he, and I thought he was really good in conversations with friends. A lot of people say he's a bad actor, but I think it's just that they can't appreciate subtlety.
0: See, I couldn't say because... I really don't think I've seen anything with a minute.
1: I, I feel like you should you should uh, fix that.
0: I will hunt some stuff down. I already have some like movies I have to watch for my like horror podcast, so I'll throw it in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, also, uh, I thought Conversations with Friends was good. He's been in a lot of movie remakes or uh, like book movie adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that's just one thing that I. You know, I like about him that I, you know, I feel like, um, but I, he, he seemed, he just seems like he has like a, a, like a real person, personality. It's, um, uh, I, I don't know. There's just something, like, I've never really cared who her boyfriends were before, but, um, i I like this one, I don't know why I just do, like, but the feeling I have about him is, oh, he seems nice. <laughs> it's not oh, he's cute, oh, that's lucky, she's you know,, uh-uh. he's tall, it's like, oh, he seems nice, I say <laughs> like, he seems like a supportive guy, yeah, you know? well, I mean, imagine you're you're i mean she's she tried to break up with him for this, like you will always be mr taylor swift even at this point if they break up which uh knock on wood i don't want that to happen for her um like he would still be the guy who dated taylor swift longer than anybody else
0: he has a (laughs) grammy
1: with her like at least like six or something songwriting credits like it's not a small thing you know
0: like, that's why you got to hide your person like Dolly Parton did with her husband. Oh, yeah. Just, like, keep them hidden.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's sort of... I mean, Taylor tried to do it real hard, but one of his friends added them to the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, But... Uh,
0: so what kind of books do you think Taylor reads? Because obviously, like, I think we have a pretty good vibe of, like, where Joe yeah means.
1: I think he's sort of the more, like... Indie rock, Bookish. like, yeah, but she, I mean, you know, I know that she read Where the Crawdads Sing. I know that oh, she uh, used yeah. to really like this one John Green book, um, I know that she likes Hollywood biographies, definitely. um, she loves F. Scott
0: Fitzgerald, that is very clear to me, I could definitely see that,
1: and then I know that when on her 32nd birthday, you could see there were some pictures. That somebody turned up the brightness on so they could read all the titles on her shelf. And she's got Balzac on there.
0: Now that's an interesting choice. Yeah.
1: Super interesting. Like, I really want like and but like but that's like one of my things, like what interests me about the birdcage. Like, does she sit there and read? Like, do when she has parties, does she have to say, Nobody go on the birdcage? I know it's tempting, but it'll break can she have sex in it? Like, what can you do with this birdcage?
0: You know? I think when you have, like, half a billion dollars, uh, you could do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, but I feel like she's the kind of person who would be like, but that's my human-sized birdcage, and I want my (laughs) human-sized birdcage, and another one would not be the same. (laughs) And I understand that because I am like that. I'm like, no, that's my car. It looks like me.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like those people that like project their like personalities onto their pets
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like dress them in little outfits that they would wear stuff like that <laughs> but that of course the pet would never wear
0: see my pet would never my cat's name is Starbucks, and she would never do it she kind of acts like she's like has dead weight on her if i put anything on her hmm yeah, she's like, I can't move. I'm dying. Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Gollum in, like, Lord oh, of the Rings, yeah. where it's like, it burns.
1: Mm, that's really funny. I, last night, I, I, it's really hard to get one of the dogs, Bevo, um, out of, like, he, will, he just does not want to go out in the cold. But if you chase him with his sweater, he'll be like, if you put that sweater on me, I will be cold. And I do not want to be cold. I will run, I'll run outside so that you can't put the sweater on me. <laughs> and then he just goes to the bathroom really fast and runs back to the door and jumps up at the uh, handle like he's... I, one day, he's going to reach it. And I don't know what he thinks he's going to do with it. Um, but I would I would think it was hilarious if he, like, got it and was like, fuck, now I have to turn it? <laughs> <laughs> But it's like I I call it his Please (laughs) Please I have to go in (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Bebo's like the dumb one And Sonny's like the smart You know like cultured one
0: (laughs) One day I shall have a dog One day
1: You will I thought that I would never have a dog And then I just I mean What was I supposed to do Say oh no Take my favorite. They, I mean, they were my favorite clients, no question. Um, and I, I mean, I, what was I supposed to say? Oh no, take them to the shelter. I am not ready for a dog. I did not plan on getting a dog this year. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I had to take them. It was like, I don't. I mean, I don't know what she would have done, but uh, I mean, I, I, they couldn't be. She thinks that they'd be okay split up, but I know they wouldn't. No, not at, when you grow up yeah. with each other. I mean, one is six and one is 15. Or one's seven that's or eight. and Right. I mean, they've been with each pond. other. And they, uh, sometimes, I mean, like, sometimes you can tell that they're, like, that Sonny's a little mad at Bevo or whatever. But sometimes they'll walk through the house and they'll, like, lick each other. And, like. See, that's adorable. Yeah. And it's just, like, I mean, there's just something about a dog duo. Mm-hmm. That is just, like, really endearing.
0: See, I want that because my sister had that before. She had two beagles. They were brother and sister. And, like, they were so adorable. One was really fat. The other one was, like, get your shit together. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I want that. My fiance won't let us get beagles because he had one growing up and they
1: howl. Oh. All I would say is please don't buy a dog. (laughs) Adopt. Don't shop.
0: I, I would definitely adopt, definitely.
1: Even if you want a specific breed, you can usually find it at a rescue.
0: I want a husky. That oh. would be my preference. Yeah, um, they howl actually far more than a <laughs> don't beagle. Just, just don't tell we're me. we're not telling my fiance. We yeah. did not talk know.
1: about that. Mm-hmm.
0: He has no idea. He just thinks that they're very good. I'm just like they're really cool outside animals. And they're go they're, take they're silent,
1: bites. and they yeah. will carry you around in a sled. Oh, my, definitely.
0: And it will camp with you, and, you know, it doesn't even really bark
1: too much. It doesn't have a voice box. Exactly. I don't, we must have gotten a weird one. <laughs> this one was
0: broken, just like how our cat kind of is.
1: <laughs> That's really
0: funny. Okay, so before we wrap up, do you want to say any uh, future projects you're working on?
1: Well, I'm working on, like, so I'm working on the Taylor book. And then I'm working on, I I feel like the, the uh, bad man art one might turn into, like, a book-length essay. Like, the writing equivalent of an EP. But I don't know. It might just be one essay. And then I'm writing, I'm working on another one that I call a breakup album in essays. Mm-hmm. And it would just be, like, every breakup I've ever had leading up to, like, all of a sudden, I just don't give a shit about men anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, like, broke up with all of them. Um, And I I don't really know how that's going to, you know, come out or whatever, but um, I'm, like, just kind of playing with it. Um, I think in books, so it's, like, I, I feel like I can sometimes get kind of unproductive because I'm, like, in that, like, stew for a while, where you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing, I'm writing words, but like, it's not really like, I, I know this isn't gonna go where into the thing, you know what I mean? That kind oh, I of, do that yeah. all the time, yeah. I guess it's wood shedding, I guess. Um, there's a word for that, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I feel like sometimes I like I'm gonna publish. The first thing I've published since 2019, this in 2023, it'll come out, and I'm like, Woo! <laughs> See, that's cool though. That's
0: like you know, almost like quality over quantity, you know. Oh, I mean, like you didn't rush it,
1: yeah. Sometimes I'm jealous of poets because they have so many fewer words to work with, um, and sometimes I think about writing poetry, um. Mostly because I can do it without knowing what I'm talking about. hmm But, you know, we'll see. Um, so that's, you know, that's sort of my plan right now is uh, to sort of, to, uh, mostly the Taylor book because I feel like that's, I, I need TSAF to still be relevant when I pitch that and I feel like I can make money on it, but I also feel like it's going to be weird, like, I'm not going to write a book that's not weird, you know? Preaching to the choir. Like, so I, I don't know, like, if I should, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't want someone to be like, oh, we would want this if you made it more like, you know, like, I feel like I have to get like at least, like, campaign. exactly. Like, that's sort of how I felt about codependence was, like, I, I was afraid that if I got an agent... They would tell me, well, we need, like, a redemption arc, and we need to know this, and, you know, we need this, and whatever, and this doesn't need to be a motel key, you know. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't want that to happen. I'm just going to send it to this contest, because I have this gut feeling that Brian Blanchfield would like it. And then I won the contest. (laughs) 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 It's, like, never happened to me before like that. I just had this gut feeling. Like, I was like, I really think I'm going to win this one. And then I got the email, and I was like, oh, I I won. I was right. (laughs) 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 It was just like, I was like, okay, well, look for that feeling. I had the same feeling about T. S. A. P. So my um, Matthew Vollmer, who was my MFA advisor, goes, you know, this could make you famous. And I was like, oh, I know.
0: <laughs> you just have so much confidence. I dig it.
1: I, I don't know where it came from. I don't I feel like I didn't always have it, but I'll take it, you know. Hmm.
0: You gotta have something, right? Yeah. I'm actually like it, it was published the day before my birthday. I I'm a 9-11 baby. Really? So, yeah. I have so much fun shit going for me, right? Weird name. Weird oh that's a of guilt. That's a really good birthday. yeah. Man. I feel like it gives me permission to make 9-11 jokes, but I don't. No, not it doesn't. It totally
1: does. Well, <laughs> see, certainly not. The majority not to... of
0: people don't know I have a very dark personality, so yeah. Uh,
1: I, I can see it. You can see it? Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me that you're, like, using the lighter side right now, but that there's a dark side. That doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Oh, yeah. As I'm saying, like, I try my best to be like, I'm a well-behaved person. Don't
1: worry. <laughs> Yeah, but you're not.
0: Like, we're, like, right now, if you were to be, like, with me, you'd be like, what the hell is going on in this apartment? Like, oh, there are a lot of weird shit.
1: I, I know that feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You would be looking at this Jeffrey Dahmer screensaver right now. <laughs> you'd be like, why? It, not Jeffrey Dahmer. It's Evan Peters. As him, drunk with some <laughs> PBR in his hand. <laughs>
1: This was really fun thanks for having me all right
0: that was another episode of textual healing with a special special guest amy long be sure to check out her iconic instagram account taylor swift as books and grab a copy of her book go defendants while you're at it as always if you want to get to know us more find textual healing on twitter at pod healing and take a look at our website textualpodcast.com If you would like to help us out, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Check out past episodes and keep a lookout for new ones to come every Saturday. This is Mallory Smart. Thanks for listening to the show.